Hi, I'm Miss Richardson. I'm a Year 7 and 8 tutor and I also teach PE and Child Development. I'm reading Chapter 3, The Festival. The next day and Natalie is gone, though I knew he would be. Disappointment falls over me like a heavy leather cloak. There's a note from him on the table saying the forest called him in the night and two twigs of goat willow dotted with soft silvery cackens. Mamuchka shakes her head at the note but smiles at the twigs and tucks one into a buttonhole on her coat. I do the same with mine and we step out into the sharp air to load up a sledge with Mamushka's supplies for the festival. Mousetrap scampers around and over me, leaping from my shoulders to my hands to the sledge and back again, sniffing all the bottles and jars and scowling at the ones filled with herbs and seeds that whisper and rattle as they move. But it's fun watching him, but I can't stop thinking about a Natalie story from last night. I keep going over the details as if, as if looking for clues, and I keep touching my arrowhead necklace to feel its sharp edges and trembling cold. This morning it feels like there's more than a snowstorm inside it. You understand it was just a story, don't you, Mamuchka says, reaching up to straight the buttons on my coat. She always knows what I'm thinking and she always fusses with my clothes or my hair when she's concerned about me. Of course I nod, but I can't help wondering, what if there's truth in the story, like a Natalie said? What if Nastasia were real? And my birth mother, the thought makes my heart skip and jump like mousetrap on the sledge. Come on, Mamushka finishes, squashing cotton grass into the crates and covers them with furs. Let's have a hot drink before we go. I have a surprise for you too. Her eyes sparkle with excitement and curiosity rushes through me. Are you coming inside? I offer my hand to Mousetrap, who is now stalking a fluffy seed head across the top of the crates. His whiskers twitch with annoyance, as if I've disturbed an important hunt, but he leaps onto my palm, scrambles up my coat and squeezes into my collar. I smile at the feel of his tiny body, soft and warm against my neck, and follow Mamushka into the house. She opens one of the drawers in her medicine mixing corner, pulls out a large brown parcel and passes it to me, beaming. I take the parcel un and unwrap it, then open out the vast folds of fabric I find inside. It's a long dark skirt. I frown at it because I like wearing my old comfy trousers, but I notice colours dancing on, on the hem. I embroidered it myself. Mamushka moves a pan onto the stove to warm up as I look at the delicately stitched pictures more closely. There's a forest filled with creatures and a blue mountain rising in the distance. A fiery dragon flies across a night sky and a regal bears dance in a crumbling castle overgrown with vines. A house with chicken legs sprints along a riverbank and a pack of wolves hunt beneath a full silver moon. These are scenes from a Natalie's stories. I whisper, unable to believe Mamushka saw this for me. I know how much this story means to you, that's why I made this, but I made it for you to wear today in the village, the place where you belong, with those who love you. She looks me in the eye, more than anything I want to believe she's right, so I push away thoughts of my own story hidden somewhere in the forest, but I feel my heart stretching. Mamuchka keeps staring at me, a huge smile on her face and a twinkle in her eye. What is it? I ask my... Brow, frow, um, brow furrowed. 
You've been chosen to carry winter. Mamushka throws her arms around me. I'm distracted, distracted by how they barely reach halfway, so it takes a while for her words to sink in. Every year at the festival, a big straw doll called Winter is burned to symbolise the end of winter and the coming of spring. Carrying winter to the bonfire is a real honour, usually given to one of the grown-ups who has contributed most to the village life over the season. I'm so proud of you, Mamushka pulls away with, from me and puts her hand over, my, over her heart. For a moment I wish Natalie was here. I wonder if he'd have stayed and come to the festival if he'd known I'd be carrying winter. Wearing a skirt and his stories on. Then I realise what a silly thought that is, and Natalie never comes to the festivals. Go and try your skirt on, Mamushka nudges me, out of the kitchen. Then we'll have this drink and get going. I go to my room and change into the skirt and my favourite pair of reindeer skin boots. And Natalie made them from the softest, stretchiest leather, so they never pinch or rub. He always gives me a few pairs when he visits, some that fit and bigger ones to go into. I make sure my arrowhead necklace is tucked safely inside my jumper, and before going back downstairs, I slide the wolf claw, and Natalie gave me out from beneath my pillow and put it in my pocket. Because even though winter is only made of straw, I have the feeling I may need some extra strength today. Sasha arrives bouncing with excitement for the festival and we set off hauling the loaded sledge behind us before we reach the bottom of the garden. Mousetrap stirs from his sleep around my neck, launches himself into the snow and scampers off towards the pines. He rarely comes to the village with me and like Natalie, he never comes to the festivals. I lift my collar trying to warm the cold spaces left around my neck. The noise of traders setting up stalls rattles between the trees and by the time we arrive at the square mus musicians are tuning their instruments and smoke is rising from steel drum barbecues. As we help Mamushka set up her stall, people fill the square until they're packed in as tight as bees in a hive. I don't recognise everyone. People have sledged here from distant villages, nestled on other edges of the snow forest to come to the festival. Squeals rise from the sledging hill, cheers from the pole climbing contests and laughter from the stall selling food and drink. A snowball whizzes past Sasha's head and lands at my feet. I look up to the top of the ice fort where it was thrown from. A mischief of small children are hiding behind the battlements giggling. Head out. Look how many snowballs we've made, Yanka. His gestures to a topping, toppling pile and smiles proudly. Will you be on our team for this siege game we're defending? Me and Sasha already signed up to attack. I squish the snowball back together and throw it up to him. So you'd better save these for the game. Let's go sledging. Sasha punches my arm. I glance over the top of his head to Mamushka. She's serving a customer. She winks and waves me away. Go and have some fun. Leads the way across the square, weaving through crowds that part ahead of me. People always move out of my way because I'm so big. They look at me differently too. Staring a little longer, smiling a little more stiffly. To Sasha, they just nod a greeting. To me, they say Yanka the bear. Either whispered in you or shouted too loud. Today it's worse than ever because the visitors from distant villages haven't seen me since the last festival and I've grown over a foot in that time. 
I wonder if as much spare would widen around a real bear in the village. And for a moment I want a roar just to see people's reaction. But when Sasha stops to talk to some children from school, I only hang back silently, fiddling with the wolf claw in my pocket. Earlier, one of the girls my age turns to me and smiles. I heard you're carrying winter. I feel a fleeting flush of pride, but it disappears when I notice the sharpness in her eyes and the sting in her smile. It's strange they chose you, she continues. I don't think you've done much for the village this season. You hardly talk to anyone apart from Sasha, and you spend most of your time in the forest. And carrying winter is a village tradition. Lilia's friend, Zana, chimes in. And you weren't born in the village, were you? I've lived here nearly all my life. I shrug, pretending not to be bothered by their words, but anger prickles beneath my skin. Why do they have to remind me how different I am when it's so obvious anyway? Probably forced to choose Yanka, Lilia waves her hand dis dismissively in my direction. Winter is massive this year and they've tied her to be a heavy birch pole. Sorry, winter is massive this year and they've tied her to a heavy birch pole. No one else would be strong enough to carry her. That's true. Oksana nods and they turn away to carry on the conversation they were having before I arrived. They're just jealous. Polina, another girl from school, mouths behind their backs. I return her smile. Polina is always nice to me, though she's not really a friend. Like Liliana said, I don't spend enough time talking to anyone in the village to make friends. I only grew so close to Sasha because we live next door to each other. It's a relief when Sasha finishes talking and we move away from the others onto the sledging hill. I pick the strongest, sturdiest-looking sledge from the jumble at the bottom and drag it up the steep slope. Sitting at the top, high above the village square, the forest at my back, in the great frozen river stretching all the way to the horizon. I take a long, cool breath and my muscles relax. Race you, Sasha shouts and shoots off ahead of me. I lean back on the sledge, pull tight on the rope and speed down the hill. For a moment, my whole body lifts into the air and I gasp in, in a cloud of ice. Then I bump back onto the track, jolting my heart into my throat. I overtake Sasha and skid into a halt in a flurry of snow. I rise to my feet, legs shaking, skin tingling hot and cold, and a huge smile making my cheeks ache. Sasha swooshes into powdery snow next to me and rolls off his sledge, laughing. No one else races like you, Yanka. You're fearless. He scrambles to his feet and grins. Again? I nod, even though I've grown taller than Sasha this winter, as we tramp back up the slope, I feel like we still fit together somehow. We race down the hill over and over until my lungs are raw and my legs burning from dragging the sledge back up. Then a drum roll sounds, quietly at first, building until it reverberates like thunder around the square. Sasha and I abandon our sledges and join the crowds flowing towards the stage. My skin tingles with excitement because the festival show is about to begin.